Have you ever done that? Sex on a beach? No. Okay. I don't want sand everywhere. Top five Ooh. most overrated places Ooh, okay. to do it. Okay. Because, I mean, in this scenario, it's broad daylight. You are wide out in the open. Yeah, no. There is nowhere to hide if you get caught. And you can't lie if you got caught. You're laying down <laughs> on a beach having sex. Yeah, naked. What? Welcome to the Rom-Com Rewind Podcast. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Devin. And like you, I love rewatching movies over and over again. You've joined us here. Educated guests, you love romantic comedies. We do as well. So this is a show where we rewatch rom-coms, break them down a bit for you, maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide, does it still hold up? Today we have Wedding Crashers. And um, we picked this movie because it's been requested so much. And you can always reach out to us, by the way, on our Instagram, at Romcom Rewind, or on TikTok, at Romcom Rewind. We're doing it as well because uh, we, ourselves, are getting married on September 4th. Woohoo! Not that I, I realize this is a weird uh, movie to pick. We're not expecting <laughs> people to crash our wedding. <laughs> but, <laughs> it is COVID, so we should probably actually encourage that to not happen. But we did want to pick a, a fun oh, wedding movie. Yeah, a wedding movie. And sure. uh, and this one's been requested quite a bit. So, mm-hmm. like I said, you can reach out on Instagram. We're also going to have some wedding posts, I think. But to be honest, we might need you to make a few decisions for us. So, check out our Instagram. There might be a few polls up. Uh, because there are still a few decisions that need to be made. And as well, there will just be a few wedding things on there. But Wedding Crashers is a 2005 romantic comedy directed by David Dobkin. He's done a few interesting high-profile movies. Shanghai Nights. He recently did the Eurovision Song Contest thing on oh, Netflix. Oh, you know what? I haven't seen that yet. It's funny. It has Rachel McAdams and Will Ferrell, yeah, right? So interesting throwback it. to some of the actors in this movie. This movie made $288 million on a $40 million budget. Wow. Massive. Had five MTV Movie Award nominations the year that it came out. Pretty big deal. And it's the story of John Beckwith, played by Owen Wilson. And as well, his friend and co-worker, Jeremy Gray, played by Vince Vaughn. They are divorce... Mediators. Lo- I was going to say lawyers, but yeah, mediators. They, they work in Washington, D.C. And they have a hobby of crashing weddings to sleep with women. To be honest, it, it feels kind of sporting event-esque for them. We are in luck as the World Series of Weddings happens to be taking place... The daughter of the U.S. Secretary of Treasury is getting married. And these two, John and Jeremy, decide, hey, we're going to crash this wedding. This one's going to be sick. They sneak their way in, at which point perhaps our main characters find some, dare I say it, love with the family of the bride with amazing performances from Rachel McAdams as Claire Cleary, Isla Fisher as uh, Gloria Cleary. Side note, Christopher Walken Mm -hmm. is in this as the patriarch of the family William Cleary and Bradley Cooper is in this as well as the original love interest to Rachel McAdams and Jane Seymour plays the mother so it's Wedding Crashers what are your thoughts on this one French Foreign Legion yeah we lost a lot of good men out there Mount Everest we lost a lot of really good men out there lost so many good men out there playing with the Yankees in the art of crashing weddings. Sanjay Collins. Chuck Fendelow. Seamus O'Toole. Bobby O'Shea. We're going to get drunk. John and Jeremy are the masters. You know how they say we only use 10% of our brains? I think we only use 10% of our hearts. Now, what do we got? this is the Kentucky Derby of weddings. They're crashing the biggest wedding of the year. So what angle are you going to play here? I'm going to go with the balloon animal display for the kids. I want a bicycle. Buddy, that's going to take a lot of balloons. Make me a bicycle clown. 
and meeting the two girls. John Ryan. Claire Cleary. That will bring them to their knees. Oh, I always knew my first time would be on a beach. First time? We're going to be so happy together. I love you. Okay, I have I'm been sorry. waiting months here, to do this movie, and we've had a really hard time finding it on any streaming service. Um, so we finally have found it uh, on a streaming service in Canada, and we are so happy we did. Um, I have been so excited to do this movie, and I hope we do it justice. I was about to because... say, there have been a lot of requests. <laughs> yes, because it is just so good. I love the cast, the writing. This is honestly just fabulous. And it's the writing is just so smart and witty. It's a big time fan fave of mine. Uh, big fan right here. Yeah, yeah. As I point my as I point to myself, I love Vince Vaughn, and I think this may be my favorite movie of his. Oh, I think it's his best movie by far. Yeah, I think it's his best movie because, and I'm I'm gonna give you my first thoughts, and I'm also gonna use the first scene to kind of collect first my first scene. thoughts. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think like. <laughs> Listen, every movie wants to set a tone with the first scene. Like, no director's like, ah, first one's a throwaway, but the rest of the movie's great. Like, everybody wants that, you know, Julia Roberts riding off on a horseback to open Runaway Bride. Or everybody wants Crazy Stupid Love when Cal Weaver is sitting down and he's rambling about dinner and his wife just blurts out, I want a divorce. And you, like, everybody wants that moment. That moment to set the tone for the rest of the movie. And Wedding Crashers, uh, albeit a different vibe from the two examples I gave, (laughs) a very different vibe. That (laughs) opening sequence, though, might be my favorite scene of any Vince Vaughn movie ever. Wow. I'm not going to make it my best scene because that's too easy, but just the way that him and Owen Wilson are, Mm. oh, you guys love weddings, right? Like the crab cakes and everybody's singing like... Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> <laughs> you crazy cats, you know that you didn't always hate each other. There had to be some nice moments during the courtship, maybe. Or the wedding. The wedding had to be fun. You get the decorations, families coming together. That's a nice moment. What'd you have to eat? Crab cakes. Are you kidding me? Crab cakes. Crab cakes. I do not have a good time eating crab, crab cakes. cakes. I love them. And They're you phenomenal. Got a band? Did you have a band? Yeah. Good or bad? Who gives a shit? It's a great band. It's a bad band. It's like pizza, baby. It's That's good no matter true. what. There's music in you the get air. Them playing, shout, yeah. yeah. A little bit oh, 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 hey, hey. Shout hey, now. Hey, Jump up and shout hey. now. It's a good time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Rubbing up against each they other. They do so well. This this movie, I think, is like one of my top fat, top ten of all time. Like, put it on Devin's Mount Rushmore of of rom-com greatness, I guess. I don't know. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it does open to the two of them mediating a divorce, and they're very good at their job. They are so good. And and like I said, the, the, the really the reason they're good is because they're just playing off each other and the two Did you notice that that's Dwight Yoakam in that yes. opening scene as the yes. the guy getting a divorce? I thought that was interesting. Yes, and he is a country singer. <laughs> I feel like that is like my number one thing that I have learned from a listener and I it will I will never forget we, that we should have known it first of all so we were doing the movie for Christmas cue the background music yeah. of Dwight Yoakam right now so we we did the movie for Christmases which also stars Vince Vaughn yes and we oh talked God, so yeah. much about how was it Garth Brooks we're like oh my God Garth Brooks is so amazing in this <laughs> yeah. as Dallas like ha 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 you'd never know he was hilarious a like wow what what a, a triple threat country singer and we got a bunch of messages being like do you not realize that Dwight Yoakam is also in this movie also a country singer who yes. is an actor yeah and it was cool I learned something and I honestly I will never forget it and I think it's amazing so now whenever I see him I'm like oh he's a country star singer. <laughs> 
I know that. Things that everybody else yes, knew that we, we That we didn't. Hey, yes. Great. Listen, we know rom-coms. We don't necessarily know country music. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so yes, it starts off with them mediating a divorce, and then it kind of moves on from there. They get a newspaper, and Jeremy goes into John and says, it is wedding season. They look them up in the newspaper. This is how they find them people's engagement announcements or wedding announcements in the newspaper okay so for you do you prefer Christmas or wedding season because that's kind of what they talk about they're like oh my gosh it's like Christmas but it's better I think every sane person <laughs> likes Christmas better than wedding okay season. I guess that's like, pretty self-explanatory <laughs> I mean then again it's been a pandemic maybe you haven't been to a wedding in a while I know we haven't which is funny that the first wedding we'll be going to in a long time is our wedding um yeah no right now would really like wedding season but overall christmas 100 I, I think people will go to any event at the moment yeah so can we talk about some wedding do's and don'ts for crashing weddings okay so let's come up with a few right now okay okay so i have don't get caught right don't indulge in conversation like like don't like keep it brief. You got to so, keep it surface. So these are different than the rules that they have because totally. they have rules like don't leave a wedding, yes. don't leave a crash behind, you know, be I think they do talk about what you just said like don't get caught. Well, no, with their oh, lies the they try to be um bulletproof on their alibis of who they are kind of thing. Yeah, like right? they they take the time to study who they're going to be and the family that like the wedding is is for. See, I'm going to I'm going to say a don't on that. Don't what? Like, like if you're going to do the whole, like, oh, we're distant relatives of blah, blah, blah. I would say just don't try to bang somebody from the bridal party. Oh, yeah, because then they're going to... Why? Because, well, I mean, so the first crashes that we see is kind of just a montage of them at all these right. different places. We don't know who they went home with, but the main wedding, the Cleary wedding, they're both taking their shots at sisters of the bride yes. and bridesmaids. Yeah. It's a horrible idea. Because if they're Uncle Ned's kids, then technically then they're related. Somebody, well, they might not necessarily be related, but somebody's <laughs> wow. going to like be have the family tree on their, oh, really? You're those people? Like, why, why would you just like... Go after the college friends. That's easy. I guess they're not I, related, and they don't know the family tree. I guess you're right, but I now that does make me think. Like, if you're Uncle Ned's kids, you're probably you're related to somebody. Yeah, related to them. It's a little strange. I never thought about that till just now. And I also feel like doesn't that just narrow the scope of people that you can bang if you're related in some way? Oh, definitely. And any family member so of that should, person, you're out. So it should always be a friend. Like you, whoever you're playing, should always be a friend a co-worker or a colleague like something Absolutely. like that okay i just know them from work cool right. easy wow that is that. that is easy oh my god yeah why do they try to go so deep yeah um do fake it till you make it absolutely and uh always be confident in your lies for sure like when they're in the church and they talk about being uncle ned's kids and yes then the person says oh what about so-and-so they're like oh she sends her regards <laughs> and the guy says oh but she's dead. And they're like, from the from grave, the though. Grave. We're very spiritual. Like, just keep on going with the lie yes. and go with confidence. Because people will believe you. Do be confident. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Have you ever crashed a wedding? No, I haven't. I think I, I well, I don't think I have. I have tried, and then I, I chickened out. Some people have uh, threatened to crash our wedding. This is true. They have. Sarah's <laughs> personal trainer and who used to be my personal <laughs> trainer at the same gym, they both want to try to crash the wedding. Yes. Um, and they, I do believe they also 
listen to the podcast. Oh, do they actually? I think so. I think a few episodes here and there. They will probably listen to this one. Well, listen, the only person who they've had correspondence with is you. So let me be clear, Oscar and Cole, please do not crash our wedding, okay? It's, it's COVID. We can only have a certain amount of people here, all right? Love you guys, but... <laughs> You know what? I'll allow it as long as they have a great backstory. Okay. Oh, yes. Give if us... you're going to crash our wedding, you have to come and bring us a good story as yeah. to who you are. I don't know how you, you, you guys know are country us. singers from Alberta. Okay. Yeah. Like, give me give me the full <laughs> wedding crasher deal. All right. Yeah. Yeah. You got to show up in a character. Invoke your Owen Wilson. For sure. I love it. Okay. So these are the most active participants in a wedding I have ever seen. Are you talking about Jeremy and John? Totally. Okay. I just needed to make that comment because like I, the weddings that I have been to, like, I mean, I usually dance till I literally can't dance anymore and I am not a good dancer. Let me preface that. <laughs> However, I do have lots of fun dancing, um, but they are active. Like they are talking to people. They're having conversations. They're doing speeches, which like on a good day, I don't want to do a speech in front of a whole bunch of people, but they're up there. They're doing speeches. They're talking to old people. They're doing their thing. They're dancing around. They are so active. They are like active wedding participant crashers. See, I would say that's another don't. Don't draw so much attention uh, to yourself 100%. because people are going to be like, wait, who is that guy? It's Uncle Ned's kids? Really? Yeah. And like, I'm sorry, but like Ned is not a popular name. <laughs> Well, in that case, they actually do know that there is an Uncle Ned. This but. is true. They did their research. However, like if you were to just take this up as a hobby and you weren't doing your research on like this prominent family. So if you just want to crash random weddings. Don't choose Ned. Don't don't choose Ned. But also like, yeah, back to that <laughs> stuff. There's a scene at the beginning where Vince Vaughn's character is like, he's at the cake cutting and he is the first <laughs> one to grab the cake and he puts it on the group like. You are drawing a lot of attention to yourself, man. You're drawing every piece of attention D you to are you. are the attention right <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> okay, and so leading into that, uh, they have rules. And so the rules come about from a guy named Chaz Reinhold. Oh, great guy. Get that meatloaf, ma! He has passed them on and to John and Jeremy and... This reminds me of the handbook that Barney Stinson had in How I Met Your Mother. Oh, yeah. The code. The bro the, code. The bro code. Yeah. The bro code. Great. It always reminds me of of the bro code in How I Met Your Mother throughout this entire movie. And I just like, they're so sporadic, the rules throughout this movie. They just bring them up to each other. They do. And which I kind of like playing it that way because it's like we're, we're getting this snapshot of like wedding crasher veterans who just, like, they rhyme off the code to each other just, you know, off by heart almost. Yeah, like, they don't mess around. Like, this is, like, part of their, like, a side job. This is their side hustle. Okay, so they have done their homework. They are all ready to go to the Cleary's wedding. So one of the three daughters are getting married, and... He is the U.S. Secretary, Treasury, or something Yeah, like he's that. a senator, and... He's something. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. and... um. John's not like, he, he thought wedding season was done. He wasn't really into it. He didn't really want to go. And then he sees Claire. Claire one of Cleary. Yes, one of the daughters. And literally falls in love instantly. Like, this was like love at first sight. You know what? I've got a few questions about the season of wedding crashing. Okay. Because they say off the top, Vince Vaughn says it's going to be a crazy three weeks. It's wedding season. Wedding season, by the way, is apparently only three weeks. I know. that's Did so, not know it that. Is, it is not, though. 
Maybe they just want to condense their debauchery to three weeks. Maybe they take three weeks holidays. Do you think they take holidays? Whoa. Do you think oh, for wedding season they take holidays? 100% they probably and do. And that's why. Although who is having weddings like every single night? Because that would only be three weekends, which means it would only be three weddings. But it's more than that. Yeah. Do people do like Friday night weddings? And Sunday Friday, night. Saturday. Sundays. Mm. Sunday weddings. I know people yeah. who do Sunday weddings. So you could do like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is all prep. Right. Oh, okay. I like it. Prep for the next. Maybe weekend they do their Thursdays too. Yeah, but can we talk about the the actual act of wedding crashing? Okay. How like I think that's that's not the most destructive hobby that two guys in their thirties can have. I actually think it's pretty cool. If I, you know, if I had a friend who was like single in their thirties. I think we'd probably do wedding crashing as well. It seems fun. So you would do wedding crashing instead of just like going to the bar? <laughs> yeah. I would say the success rate is way higher at weddings. Really? Oh my. Well, they even talk about it. Sarah, you're seeing love happen at an altar. Oh my God. Wow. Love is a real thing. And then you turn your head around and there's a guy making balloon animals for kids and he's so charming and he's so sweet. Don't you believe that that love could be recreated right here? And then you have sex with them, Sarah. That's what you do. <laughs> and it's just that easy. There you go. It's just <laughs> that easy, everyone. I just explained wedding crashing to you. Oh my god, we the just balloon animals—they an did it. Movie, but yeah. So, like, I mean, the only other thing I was gonna say about like him, uh, John falling instantly in love with Claire was that I think Rachel McAdams' hair in this movie is too dark. <laughs> so you you saw the newspaper article and you're like, ugh. No, no, no. When he sees her at the wedding, like, I just think her hair is too dark. And maybe it's because in everything else I've seen her in, her hair is always lighter. So maybe because by the end of the movie, I think I was like, oh, like, okay, it does suit her. But initially it was kind of like a shock because like in every other movie you see her in. It's kind of, it's not like a deep, dark chocolate brown. It's more of like a, It's like a dirty blonde light. uh, Light. It's like a light brown. Lighter brown. Yeah. 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 That's literally all I wanted to say. Okay. It was like That's a sticking. It was a sticking hair. point for me at the at the beginning of the movie. I was like, "Oh no, our hair's too dark." But, but I mean, it looks good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, like, it looks great. So we're we're at the Cleary wedding. Yes, everybody's walking down the aisle, and Jeremy Vince Vaughn's character he eyes up Gloria, yeah, Ella Fisher, and he says, yeah. "Hey, dibs on that one." John Owen Wilson's character is watching Rachel McAdams. Claire walk down the aisle, and he says, "Works for me, bud. I got that one." So now we've established are right now they're just um i don't know how to say they're not love interests they're doing what they normally do which is they kind of like pick who they want to make make moves on for the rest of the night yeah they're banging interests they're banging interests yes yes and yes so this is the part where they let the people beside them know that they are uncle ned's kids and this is the part where you know they go through the grave thing that's yeah weddings for them like you've mentioned, is a sporting event. And so for me, it's like football. They bet on, you know, if the bride will cry or not. Oh, yeah, the they're doing groom prop cry or, Yeah, they are. Love um, it. What the readings are going to be. I think that's hilarious. Corinthians. Corinthians. Yeah, whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. He nailed it. <laughs> love is patient. Love is kind. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> like John right there made, I think, like a quick 40 bucks. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just think that is hilarious. They... It's it's definitely this movie is like a rom-com bromance movie. Well, you know what? That, that's interesting br- to bring up because like while I was looking up stuff for this movie, I realized the cover of the movie is only Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn. Yes. They don't mention Rachel McAdams or Isla Fisher even in like 
the starring section. It's oh. just those two guys. It says with Christopher Walken, too. So, like, they had none of the... Which, I don't know if that's like a... Yeah, I know. It's a little weird, isn't it? That is a little odd. Sometimes they try to hide the love interest because they want you guessing during the movie. still seems a little strange that... I feel like it's pretty upfront in the movie. Yeah. You kind of literally love at first sight, everyone. (laughs) He walks in and he picks her. Hey, that one. I want that one. Yeah. (laughs) And then they get into their vows. And so the eldest, Clary, sister is getting married and... They're exchanging their vows, and they are all sailing related. God. I am dying when this is happening. I can't stop laughing. So I have to write my vows this week. And what would you think if I wrote them all in podcast classic rom-com lines? I'm totally kidding. (laughs) I'm totally kidding. Is that what you did? Stop it. Stop. You did that? Get out of here yeah. no yeah. i would kill you i'm still doing it i think you it's actually funny. genuinely oh, wrote yeah. not not all of it but like yeah no <laughs> i'm Do dead you want me to change it a little bit your face says a little bit i like you i look don't like know I... I don't i i honestly i don't know if you're being serious right now <laughs> you look like somebody struck you in the face with a snowball or something well what okay hold on you actually like i wrote this as a joke yeah and you actually wrote your vows see i think they're quite eloquent though i think i did it in an eloquent way absolutely so am i when you're when you tell me your vows (laughs) okay (laughs) Okay, hold on hold on hold on this is a non-spoiler alert wedding you're just gonna know everything that's gonna happen when when you when you say your vows to me yeah Am I then supposed to reply with what movie they're from? Oh yeah, you should. You should. <laughs> it's that's like probably the it's best. like twenty questions, and I'm supposed to like be like quick fire back exactly. to you to tell you, just, you what you movie. Just yell them out. Runaway Bride, the- Notting Hill, yeah. <laughs> both wrong. Yeah, <laughs> Wedding Crashers. Well, Notting Hill wouldn't work because I am not just a girl standing in front of a book. <laughs> oh, yes, this is true. This is true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we need gender what's, neutral. What's the uh, one lines? that has the really good um, with Meg Ryan? The bookstore. You've got mail. Yes. Oh no. Oh, is that it? Oh yeah, well, with that the is bench. The competing bookstores. The bench. On the bench. Yeah. Yeah, that one was cute. I, you didn't use that I one. I hoped it was you. Is that, <laughs> yeah. is that what they say? <laughs> well, I I'll be the bride so. up there saying it's me. <laughs> I wished it was you. Yeah, I've been here the whole time. I'm here. <laughs> Present. Been dating for a long time. <laughs> Present, everyone. I'm here. <laughs> Sarah. Sarah. Present. Okay, well, that um, that gave me a lot more information than I actually bargained for. I will be (laughs) honest with you. I did not see that going that way. Um, I I am not pleasantly surprised. And you listening are probably thinking this is a horrible idea. I think I've done it eloquently. Maybe after the wedding, we can share it on our podcast and people can decide if it was actually Everyone I am concerned. Yeah, okay. Or maybe if I decide not to, we'll read them on the pod. And you can decide if they were eloquent vows or cheesy vows. I um, I'm I'm actually really stunned right now. I'm I'm getting the vibe that you're gonna <laughs> like want I me just, to change them. I don't even know what to say. I'm kind of speechless right now. Oh, um, not in a good way though. I I'm just really uh, I don't yeah I don't know. So after the ceremony, yeah, um, they are kind of outside at the reception, probably the cocktail hour, and. Uh, John wants to speak to Claire so he goes up to her and she's putting the gifts on the table 
and his opening line to Claire is guessing the gifts. Which I'm going to assume he's done many times. Like, that's a move that he uses. I didn't think of that. Because how often are you just, are are people who you're targeting, well, like, you know, trying to bang, uh, how often are people who you're trying to bang going to go by the gift table? Fairly likely. This is true. I think you'd be good at it because you have guessed so many gifts that I have given you and it is annoying. Devin has this thing where he, um, he doesn't like, he loves to ruin surprises. No, I don't mean to though. It just happens organically. It's like a superpower. It doesn't happen organically because you seek it out. So I don't seek it out. No, you do. Um, you do. So like this one, this one Christmas I bought him watch and it was wrapped in three different boxes and he shook it and he said it's a watch and i looked at him and i like tried to good guesser around no no one likes a good guesser absolutely no one and i looked at him and i was like no it's not a watch but i'm like damn (laughs) he got it and it's in three boxes like i actually i have to take the time to put his gift in multiple different sized boxes in order to make sure that he doesn't guess it. And he freaking guessed that it was a watch. And it was. Okay, so John also talks to Senator Cleary and gets in his good books. They go outside for to smoke cigars. Um, and then after Senator Cleary leaves and Claire comes back and they talk about their speeches. So what do you think about speeches in general? Do you like speeches? So some people love speeches at weddings, and then other people just absolutely hate them. This is tough because we're about to have a wedding, so yep. I don't want to offend anybody. Uh-huh. Every wedding has too many speeches, in my opinion. <laughs> okay, is that is that mean to say? There's always too many people who are going to talk because, like, listen, okay, like, the MCs go up, great, and then, like, I don't even know the process of things. I probably should because I'm getting married next weekend. But yeah, yeah, you definitely should. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the first five speeches, you're like, "Hey, I'm I'm here for it." <laughs> after that, and there's always an after that. It's just like, a, can I just get drunk now? Do you think it's because like the table wine is just flowing? Well, like, and especially if you're vibing with the people at your table, you're like having dinner, you're having some wine, and it's a good time. And then all of a sudden, everybody shut up, shut up. Somebody's got to say something. <laughs> And they then they just talk and yeah yeah. See, I I like speeches. I oh, like to hear speeches. God, I I like the I like the good speeches. There's always good speeches. There is writing. yes. I think too, depending on like sometimes speeches can go too like too long. So I find um, it has to be a, a good balance. Like not everyone and their cousin can go up and give a speech. Oh, because I think the over under for me is, is too five. long. After five, I'm like okay, I'm bored. Yeah, I think I think that's probably around the same as well. Unless you have like very very sharp speakers, and then I'll yeah. yeah yeah. So while the speeches are happening, Jeremy and Gloria are on the beach having sex, and she says she always knew her first time was going to be on a beach, and they were going to be so happy together. I always knew my first time would be on a beach. First time? You're a virgin? Mm-hmm. Wow. Jeremy, we're going to be so happy together. I love you. I'm sorry? I love you. Okay. First off, the beach. <laughs> yes. Have you ever done that? Sex on a beach? No. Okay. I don't want sand everywhere. Top five Ooh. most overrated places Ooh, okay. to do it. Okay. Because, I mean, in this scenario, it's broad daylight. You are wide out in the open. Yeah, no. There is nowhere to hide if you get caught. And you can't lie if you got caught. You're laying down (laughs) on a beach having sex. Yeah, naked. What? And yeah, you bring up a great point. The sand. Yeah, no. 
so many things wrong about doing it on a beach. I'm sorry if you're listening, being like, hey, I'm a beach person. I disagree with your lifestyle. No, like you, you well, can be you a can, beach person. You can but, be a beach person. But don't do it on the beach. It's a horrible idea. Well, yeah, it is. There's too much, too much possibility for Sandy. And and you know what? If it was a pebble beach, it would just be real uncomfortable. Oh yeah, no, that's also not good. Um, but she says she's a virgin. Mm-hmm. We well, the audience doesn't know that she's lying yet. Correct. Wouldn't you notice though if somebody somebody has or has not done it before? I guess cuz like I feel like there would be that element of awkwardness, right? Maybe it's 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 tougher for a guy to lie that it's his first time because like the guy actually <laughs> needs to do uh some significant work there. I guess a a, a girl can <laughs> this is funny. can I don't know, like I listen, I know my first time was not a good like you could you could look at the performance and say that was his first time for sure. It wasn't good. I promise you that. For him doing this as like every summer kind of thing, like every wedding season and him literally bringing home women all the time, you would think that he would kind of know whether it was her first time or not. I would think. Yeah, I yeah. would agree. Um, I remember I think the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, like, wouldn't he know like if it was her, like he would know. And then it kind of goes back to the wedding and we find out that Bradley Cooper's character, Zach, which is like, I thought his name was Zach for the longest time. I actually still thought it was Zach until I Googled stuff about yeah, the movie. It's literally Zach, like a sack of potatoes. Zach Lodge. Is that what his name is? Lodge? Yeah, his last name's Lodge. Oh, okay. So Zach Lodge. Um, is her boyfriend mm-hmm. who is a complete ass. I'm just going to say that uh, up front. A super D-bag. Yeah. He did a phenomenal job in this movie because yeah. he's a massive asshole we really love to hate him so good I on you bradley cooper absolutely you were very dislikable yes you you were a hated character mission accomplished big time pan back to the beach and we see jeremy who is coming up swiftly he is moving with purpose to john and says he wants to go because he has a stage five clinger i'm looking all over for you i gotta get out of here prano i got a stage five clinger uh, i need more time did you hear what i just said to you stage five virgin clinger let's go i'm gonna start the car i'm serious let's go classic wire for this one Yes, stage five clinger. Oh, my God. And Gloria is having a hissy fit uh, to get her dad to say yes to letting them come to their weekend away at the house. So there are a few things at play here. Um, mm. The things at play are that uh, Jeremy just banged Gloria. Yeah. And she is one of the she's one of the sisters of the bride. And uh, she wants them to come back to, yeah, th- this like cottage that they have. However, this John cottage. has still not hooked up with Claire. Yeah. We realize that's probably because, dude, she's dating Sack. So <laughs> when John realizes, like, oh, my God, like, we could go to their cottage. Claire's going to be there. That's great. This is my ticket into the family. So he basically throws Jeremy right under the bus. Oh, my God, yes. the One of many. Yes. So Jeremy is going to be stuck with Gloria, who is just insatiable, obsessed with him. And it's, it's John's going to try to take his shot at Claire. Yes. Great. Yeah. We get on the boat and we're going to the cottage. They agree. Uh, reluctantly, Jeremy agrees. Uh, and much to his chagrin, I believe. And um, they get there. And they, as soon as they get there, they literally have no clothes. They have the clothes on their back. And the family says, oh, yeah, no problem. We have tons. And I'm just like, Vince Vaughn is a giant. Like I don't know whose clothes are going to fit him because literally no one is his size whatsoever. Um, and they get there and they play a football game, touch, touch football. I'm going to preface the touch part because it is not touch football. This is like 
full-on tackle football. Yeah, Sack does not uh, take the touch thing very well. I think he has some anger problems. Oh, he definitely um, has anger problems. And yeah. keep in mind, uh, Jeremy's character, or Jeremy has um, done it with Gloria on the beach. Yes. Okay, he sat through a wedding. Did you catch the part where he talked about how they went into the cabin on the boat? They did it again, again on the boat. Oh my god, no, I didn't know that. I was going to say, I was keeping a, a running tally of how many times this guy uh, climaxed during the movie. It's a lot. So that's two, and now he's playing football. Poor guy. <laughs> oh my god, I <laughs> had no idea. Yeah. I did not know that they had gone in the cabin on the boat to do it again. Yeah. Wow. So Jeremy just gets his ass kicked up and down that field. Meanwhile, John is trying to flirt with Claire, and every time they get into a little flirty conversation, Jeremy is on the ground again because Sack is just beating the crap out of him. Which, like, I don't understand how, first off, like, John has the balls to flirt with another guy's girlfriend in front of the guy, but also how Sack doesn't even notice that it's happening. Like, he's too busy, like, being angry and, like, beating the shit out of Jeremy. It's just like that whole scene is like really weird because I'm like, oh, the the way he's like, gr- John is grabbing Claire. I'm yeah, just the like, grab this was is like really suspect. weird. This whole thing. Like, how is this like actually happening? So after the touch uh, football game, they have a family dinner and there is so much going on at this family dinner. I don't know if you remember. Like, so Gloria is <laughs> is literally under the table jerking Jeremy off. Yeah, there there's a point where um Sack asks, you know, yes. what do Jeremy and John do? And they're venture capitalists. And he's like, What does that mean? And then um and the thing I like about this scene is that Owen Wilson doesn't overdo it because he's like, Yeah, you know, we do this thing for like homeless people and he kinda like takes a look at Jeremy, waiting for Jeremy to pop in. You see his eyes flicker up and down to like his crotch. <laughs> sees what's happening and he doesn't like overact it he's just like yeah you know so they they like knit sweaters and uh yeah it's really great and he just keeps on going meanwhile yeah jeremy is getting yeah. um you know to be a saint just yet we do turn a small profit <laughs> after all someone has to pay for the uh lap dances for the big guy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's joking around who <laughs> feels so good when he jokes what's this uh, company called Shirts and pants. Holy shirts and pants. It's a little corny and obvious, but what do you get out of being subtle, right? Well, that's a hell of a good project. I'm going to mention something to the Commerce Secretary. That would be terrific. That would be great, huh? Terrific. That was terrific. And their their company is called Holy Shirts and Pants. <laughs> and that is thanks to Jeremy blurting out holy <laughs> and Owen Wilson finishing it by saying shirts and, shirts pants. and pants. Yeah. And um, I think that in in itself deserves a T-shirt that just says "Holy Shirts and Pants." Yeah, yeah. So the yeah, yeah the dinner party is pretty wild. There's the grandma who is a oh my bit god, racist, no, no, bit, no, uh, like not a little bit. Like that is a hundred percent racist. Yeah. right there. You know, Jeremy's face during it. I don't know how you can't tell that something's <laughs> happening and what she's doing. Like it's pretty visible. Um, and it's just all starting to fall apart at once. Like they all start arguing with each other. Everyone starts yelling at grandma to stop saying what she's saying. And she's talking about her president's wife. And like, anyway, it's just like, it is an amazing scene. It's not my best scene, but it's pretty darn close. Cause it's like just 
absurd. So it was hilarious. my best scene, actually. Was it, it? Like specifically the uh, him getting uh, rubbed under the <gasps> table. But, okay. But there is an important part to this. They brought some eye drops with them to put <gasps> in Sax drink. Yes, I forgot about because that. Because apparently that gives you diarrhea. I didn't know if you consume <laughs> eye drops. Um, so the the mission there is to get him out of the picture, right? And he does. He leaves. Oh, he does. Gone. He yeah. is hugging the toilet for the rest of hugging the evening. The Bingo. Definitely. And John is up in his room after dinner, and uh, Mrs. Cleary's alter ego, Kitty Cat, um, catches him off guard in his bedroom. And I, her lines in this movie are hilarious she is funny in this movie and like after she convinces john to touch her boobs Mm -hmm. after because she wants she had a boob job and she really wants anyway whatever and after he does she yells pervert and then walks away and i'm just like what like what is going on like this family is so bizarre yeah the only one who doesn't seem to be completely, you know, a lot going on is Claire. Is Claire, yeah. Who is literally virtually engaged to... Sack, pretty close Zach, to Sack, who has his own problems. You know, we did miss a great line in this movie. Ooh, which um, one? After the football game, mm-hmm. Jeremy is pretty beaten up. And Gloria is tending to his wounds, and she <laughs> yes. tries to get with him again. She's she's trying to bang him again. He kind of talks about how, listen, like I know we've <laughs> really explored each other physically, but I want to explore each other emotionally. And she hits him with the line of, um, "It's just that I'm feeling very strongly that we're only starting to express ourselves in a physical, sexual, specifically way. That's it, way. And I'd like to play some catch up on finding out who's inside here." Okay? Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy, you're amazing. Oh, God, I think you're amazing. Oh, my God, don't ever leave me. Ever. Good. Because I'd find you. <laughs> yeah. I love that movie. Classic that, line. Absolutely. That I think... I think that's the line that I remember most from this movie. It's probably the most quotable line from this movie. Absolutely. There's a lot of really good ones, but the, I think that one's the best because it's just the way she says it is f- spot on, is fantastic. <laughs> but yeah, so we're at night. And again, Gloria ties Jeremy to the bedpost. They do their thing. They do it again. So that's the uh, fourth time? Fourth time, Fourth time yeah. that day. Yes, Jeremy, lots happening for the guy. Lots happening for the guy, yep. Um, And then later on, he wakes up again, and there is Todd. Yeah, Todd's an interesting character. Todd is the youngest and is the brother um, to all the girls. Claire and Gloria, yeah. Yeah, He's uh, William Cleary's son. Yes, and Todd paints a, a picture, a painting for Jeremy called Celebration. It's nearly nude, and it's of Jeremy in the forest, and yeah. Yes, like if it was Adam and Eve, he would be Adam because there is a leaf covering, um, and I think, you know, Jeremy is literally having the worst time of his life at this weekend. Horrible. Well, it's doubled down by the fact that... And can I do my honorable mention right now? Absolutely. William Cleary walks in. The father. Oh, my God. Christopher yes. Walken. Yes. And, uh, and Jeremy is telling Todd, like, get, get in the closet. He's in, in the, the closet. closet, yeah. So, you know, Todd goes into the closet. William Cleary walks in. He's like, hey, I heard some yelling. And Jeremy's like, yeah, you know, I just have some night terrors. And the thing I like about... Uh, William Cleary's character is that he's a man with some morals. 
He loves his family. He's obviously extremely sharp, but he's also absurdly ignorant to what's happening around him. Yes. To the point where he walks into the room. He can see Jeremy there. It's very clear that Jeremy is tied up. Yep. He somehow just misses that. He sits down on the bed and he's talking to him. Well, no, he does. He does. Like, he looks at the ropes, but he, he just actually, doesn't even think. He pulls I was going to say, one. he pulls on a rope, kind of like almost absent-mindedly. Yeah. Like, he's just like Doesn't even acknowledge it. it. Yeah. He's looking at the picture. He looks back at Jeremy and he's like, okay. That's, Nothing you know, seems amiss. Yeah. Well, I think he looks at the picture. He's like, oh, it's a little bit strange, but maybe I never go in this room. And he just like leaves. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is bizarre. And the whole conversation is just so weird. And and then he just leaves. It just this movie has so many. Every scene is great. Every scene is great. And they have a lot of like when Christopher Walken has those moments, he really grabs the attention of you. You know, every the way he articulates certain words, like it, it, it keeps on bringing you in. It's really great. It is. He, he is. He should be more romantic comedies or just comedies in general, because he's he's really funny. His delivery is very good. Yeah. Um. Okay. So then the next morning they go sailing and they have a lovely time. Um. But when they get back, Sack wants to go hunting for quails, and they go. Jeremy gets shot in the ass by Sack on purpose. Yeah, so Sack is like, I'm going to scare these guys. He shoots at them, but he doesn't shoot at them. He shoots Jeremy in the butt. Yes, and I honestly I honestly think this scene is really funny. Jeremy has some really good lines, like Vince Vaughn has some really good lines. He has the best lines in this movie. Of all of, Vince Vaughn, like, oh yeah. Vince absolutely. Vaughn, of all the characters, and, and classic Vince Vaughn, like really, I'm sure he freaking wrote them, but... Just so well done, and they're so funny, and they're they're just like they're really like low key, and then you realize what he said, and you're like, oh my god, that is hilarious, and all the while, Sack has called his buddy, who knows a private investigator, to find out who these two guys are, and Jeremy and John, and to see if they really are venture capitalists of holy shirts and holy shirts and pants. Yeah, which like think about if this movie was in 2021, you could just Google that and find out if they were real or not. Yeah, you had to get a pri- private investigator to do it. But after they get back from sailing and from quail hunting, and you know, geez, they're very active. Um, John and Claire are, are able to sneak away to go on a bike ride to the beach, and they talk and they kiss. And when they get back, like they share really cute moments, and you know, they're it's really special. Blah blah blah. Sack tells the family at dinner. That Sack and Claire are, are getting, getting married, married, which is BS. BS. And Claire, like, really doesn't like him. She, at this point, I think she's very conflicted. Do I love John or do I love Sack? I don't really know. All of a sudden, I'm getting married. Like, John had successfully wedged his way in there. He absolutely did. And, like, very quickly, too. Like, this has been, like, 48 hours. Yeah. Not even. <laughs> Literally. Like, it's very quickly. Like, clearly she was on the rocks. And then uh, Claire goes outside, and John goes out to talk to her and kind of... I, I think at this point he's going to reveal yeah. who he is, that he has kind of been not totally telling the truth. Uh, and that gets spoiled because Sack... Well, actually, somebody shoots a gun. I think Grandma <gasps> tries to shoot yes. Jeremy. Jima, she's here. And... Uh, Jeremy actually professes his love to Glory. It's funny. So the entire movie up until that point, we think that Jeremy is just like so pissed off that he's stuck with Gloria, oh, this virgin who's just like 
so enamored with me. How annoying. She does reveal at one point, like, oh, I just said that because isn't that what guys want to hear? Like, yeah. oh, I'm a virgin. Like, obviously not, you idiot. You know, really, she's got all the pieces that Jeremy would like, right? She wants to do it a lot. And <laughs> she's uh, pretty adventurous, let's say. So he professes his love. Like, you know what? I love you, Gloria. And she's like, mm, I'm like giving him the looks. But then Sack also reveals, like, yeah, like, they're both lying. John isn't who he says he is. Claire's really upset. And they get kicked off the island. And John, he's... It's like his chance. It's like Survivor. They get kicked off the island. Their their torch is snuffed. Yeah. There was a ferry coming in 15 minutes. You best be on it. Yes. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Get out of here. And so months go by and he tries another attempt to see Claire by going to her engagement party. And I think at this point, like in the movie, I'm just like watching John and I'm like, you're a little bit of a sad Situation. A little bit of a sad sack. I'll be honest. You know, the, there's only one nitpick that I will have on this movie, and that's that this 15 minutes was a little bit long for me. I'm like, did did we need to have that? He should have just went right to Chaz. The engagement party was. I don't know if it was necessary to just like push him further down into the dumps, but I got a little bored around this part. I'll yeah. Be honest. Yeah, and I think like. Um, you know, he sets up this whole thing with Jeremy and Jeremy says, okay, yeah, reluctantly I'll be there, blah, blah, blah. And Jeremy doesn't show up to be a sidekick. And, you know, John gets the crap beaten out of him because Sack finds him. He goes to Jeremy's house and finds out that he's been sneaking around with Gloria the whole time. And John is pissed at Jeremy. Like, would you be mad? Yeah, like I... I I would be pissed at him just because I got my ass kicked and you weren't there. True. I, I wouldn't be pissed that you were sneaking around with Gloria. Like, good, good job. You, you found some love. Yeah. Great. That's what we've been... Well, that's maybe what they were looking for. That's what John's trying to get. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I got my ass kicked and 6'6 Vince Vaughn could have been there to save me and he wasn't. I'd be annoyed about that. Yeah, but, like, not, like, the way he is. So, like, John even starts crashing weddings by himself. Yeah. He is an absolute disaster. All the while, Jeremy proposes to Gloria and he, Jeremy asks John to be his best man and John just kicks him out. Like, this is like a deep, like, hatred for him at this point. And I'm just like, you're just kind of like a sad sack of shit. Like, pull up your socks, buddy. And that propels us to Chaz. And this, yes, John goes to see Chaz. And Chaz, this is a really funny scene. This actually is one of my also fave scenes not my best scene but this is a hilarious scene i have quoted multiple times chaz yelling at his mother for the meatloaf just living the dream i love that you know what i will have some meatloaf let's have some meatloaf you want some i knew you'd go hey mom the meatloaf we want it now the meatloaf what is she doing i never know what she's doing back there i never know what she's doing back there i never there. know what she's doing yeah <laughs> and then chaz reveals so chaz what we gather is that it used to be jeremy and chaz crashing weddings together yes and chaz kind of imparted all this wisdom on jeremy which jeremy now uses as the rules for wedding crashing with john so when john goes there he's assuming hey like you're gonna tell me all about crashing weddings no 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 chaz our boy is now crashing funerals yeah there's a lot wrong with that there's a lot wrong with it like yeah. everything wrong with that you're taking advantage of people who are mourning i guess it's very strange it is morally wrong yeah it is morally like it is wrong. morally wrong 
and he goes to one with Chaz. And then, so we, we've met Vince Vaughn's character, Owen Wilson's yeah. character, now Will Ferrell's character. I want to play a game with you at this point. Okay. Vince Vaughn mm-hmm. is, I think, the stage five clinger of acting. Vince Vaughn is the stage five clinger of acting. Okay. Because there are certain people who he just won't let go of. Oh. Who he's acted with so many times. Okay. So I've got a question for you. How many times has he acted in a movie with Owen Wilson? Four. Yes. Did you know that? No. <laughs> no. Wow. Zoolander. Well, oh my he God. He was in Zoolander. Wait. Vince Vaughn was in Zoolander. Really? Yes. He was okay. in Starsky and Hutch. Yeah. Wedding Crashers, obviously. Mm-hmm. And The Internship. Yes, in 2013. How about Will Ferrell? Three. Six? No. Old School, oh, which is my classic. Oh, God. Okay, yes. Anchorman's one and two. He, Vince Vaughn was <gasps> yes, one of the other. Yes, he was the other, other competing that's news. Right. Okay. Starsky and Hutch, obviously. Mm-hmm. Zoolander, obviously. And this one, Wedding Crashers. Wow. And now the final guy on our list is Ben Stiller. How many times has Vince Vaughn acted with Ben Stiller? Um, let's go with six. Seven. Seven. Okay, so Zoolander. Yeah. Let's see if you can guess them. You're not, yeah. No, I'm not going to be able to. It's going to be really tough. I can't think of any others. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball, Sarah. They were in Dodgeball together. (laughs) Oh my God, that's a really good one. Um, they were in The Watch (laughs) together. Polly Shore is dead. No, uh, Starsky and Hutch, which you talked about. Okay, I was going to guess Starsky and Hutch, but I But also, remember. Ben Stiller did have a role in Anchorman 1 and 2. That is one of my favorite movies of all time, Anchorman, the first one. Yeah, I definitely made it a, a few t-shirts Re- with, t-shirts? Quotes, oh with quotes from it. I think I have one that says Sweet Lincoln's Mullet. So in looking this up, I actually learned that there is a name for them. They are the Frat Pack. It's Ben Stiller, Owen Wilson, his brother Luke Wilson, who yeah. was also in Old School. Yes. Uh, Will Ferrell, mm-hmm. Paul Rudd, Vince Vaughn, Steve Carell, and okay. Jack Black. Really? Yes. So Steve Carell's the only one that I'm like, oh, really? Him? But like everybody else have constantly jumped in each in and out of each other's movies. I feel like that's like the version of like the Adam Sandler group too. Like, 100%. Do they have a name? I don't think so. But see, the difference there is that it's mostly just Adam Sandler and that other guy, Kevin James. Oh, Kevin James. Oh, I guess, yeah. No, Chris he's Rock got a whole of a bunch of other deal. people. David Spade as well. Yeah, I just find these guys more funny. Is that well, Yeah, <laughs> obviously. Like, but no, I also feel it's like, a different type of comedy. But I also feel like all of these guys are on the same playing field, whereas yes. with Adam Sandler, it's like Adam Sandler. And then everybody and else. And then there's a step down, and then yeah. it's David Spade and like Chris Rock, and then a step down. It's and like then... Adam Sandler and the group. Yes. Adam, yeah, Adam right? Sandler is the lead singer. Yeah. This isn't the Beatles. They're not all equally talented. Yeah. This Tom is... Petty and the Heartbreakers, you know? Sure. Like yes. It's, yes. it's yes. literally exactly. Adam Sandler exactly. and the group. Yeah, this is uh, the group what, that is Neil not... Young and Crazy the Horse. The group or... that is not named. Yeah, that's the other guys, yeah. <laughs> the group with no name. Um, God, there's a Chris Rock fan listening to this just being like, what are you talking no, about? No, I like Chris Rock, hey, though. I love Chris Rock. Okay, so John shows up at the wedding, so... The wedding of Jeremy and Gloria are getting Jeremy married. Jeremy and Gloria, and it's very quick, and it you know it happens, and um, this is an epic scene. He professes his love to Claire in front of everyone, and then Sack gets pissed and yells at her in front of everyone, and she says she can't marry him, and Jeremy punches Sack out. And then as Sack goes to fight John. Again, a lot of these scenes have a lot of different elements all happening. It's chaotic greatness. How do you feel about the end of this movie? Did you like the church scene? 
Or did you like the driving away off into the sunset scene? Okay, so the driving away off into the sunset um, happens obviously after this scene and they are, all four of them are together and it is it is a really cute scene. I like this scene much better than the church scene. Thank you. Yes. Okay, yes. Yeah. I thought the church, like Owen Wilson's speech. Oh, I, I don't thought, know. I just ah, like, it's okay. I'm just like, you're just droning on. Like, yeah. we know you love her, like blah, blah, blah. He also like, he added some things for comedic effect, which were funny, but yeah. it took away from the, like, I wanted a classic romantic comedy profession of love and he's like, listen, I, you know, I, I crashed a funeral before and the whole crowd's like, oh my God. I know, like, that was funny. I was funny. in a bad place, guys. That was really funny. Um, yeah, it was funny. <laughs> so it's like they went for, let's make this speech funny and not impactful. And, you know, it, it was funny. I think they tried to make it impactful and loving, but it was just, it was, it was funny. But then the driving off into the distance thing, that's where I was like, hey, this is love. I'm seeing love here. Yeah, do you think because like Vince Vaughn would be able to do the impactful speech, whereas like Owen Wilson doesn't have like, do you think he has the ability to really give an impactful speech? Like, do you would you believe him if he said it? I would believe it. Vince Vaughn said it. See, I'm going to throw you for a loop. I would believe it most if Rachel McAdams said it. Obviously. She I I wish she had this big emotional thing. Owen Wilson was kind of playing off her a little bit. I think in this movie they really did focus on the two guys. That's right. Um, yeah, that's they what didn't. I mean. Yeah, I think you're right. I think if they would have given Rachel the opportunity to have this, like, like you said, impactful speech, it would have blown everything out of the water. I think right. it would have been really good. Oh, I kind of wish. Oh, that's that's a what should have been. That's a Write what should have been. That's a what should have been. Dang, I like that. I mean, I think this movie is. Like, kind of a perfect equinox of rom com greatness. I don't know if it can be replicated. No, I I really don't want them to do a sequel, but I, I heard that they were. I don't want them to do a sequel, but like Owen Wilson, Vince Vaughn, and Rachel McAdams, I think this is like when all of them are kind of peaking. Like they are at the height of their powers during this movie. Yeah, Rachel McAdams did um, Mean Girls in 2004. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Isla Fisher on the side. I, I love her so much. Christopher Walken and Will Ferrell. And all you need from them, see, I'm... I'm a big proponent of, like, who can give me, like, 10 good minutes in a movie to just be on the side and do something great? Christopher Walken, are you yes, kidding? I know. And then having Will Ferrell for, like, the Chaz scenes, <laughs> it's great, right? So we on to quick facts. We are. Rachel McAdams had to constantly smile in this movie, so to keep her smiling, Christopher Walken kept saying the word fart. The painting that Todd gave to Jeremy was kept by Vince Vaughn after filming but I've also heard that it wasn't kept by Vince Vaughn. So I'm really wondering which one is really true. Uh, Rachel McAdams listened to Fleetwood Mac's 1975 song Landslide to prepare for emotional scenes. Owen Wilson said that the song made her cry immediately. Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn did a lot of improv for this movie and even did some of the writing for the script. Owen Wilson actually came up with the line, I think we only use 10% of our hearts. (laughs) Both Vince and Owen improvised the lock it up banter. At the Italian wedding, the guy who's sitting next to Owen Wilson, who laughed at the jabroni joke, is Owen Wilson's uncle. Rachel McAdams got her sailing certification to prepare for this role. A real wedding planner was on set to make sure the weddings in this movie looked real. Wow. Premiere voted this movie as one of the 50 greatest comedies of all time in 2006. If Will Ferrell hadn't been available for the short role of Chaz, director David Dobkin was going to have Nicolas Cage as a backup. 
Oh, he would have been great. Yeah. Whoa, yes, I like it. I know, me too. This was revealed in the Spitballing podcast. Will Ferrell was also offered the role of John. However, he turned it down for a smaller role. This movie was the inspiration for the movie clip of the song Sugar by Maroon 5, in which the band actually crashed several weddings by performing live without the knowledge of guests or the bridal party. In the scene where Jeremy is confessing to the priest, he mentions that he had an imaginary friend named Shiloh. This is a reference to Neil Diamond's song Shiloh, also about an imaginary friend. Owen Wilson and Rachel McAdams starred as a couple again in Midnight in Paris in 2011. She also was in True Detective Season 2 with Vince Vaughn. And finally, she reunited with Bradley Cooper in Aloha in 2015. The Cleary House is a property called Ellenborough on Peach Blossom Creek in Easton, Maryland. Now owned by David Bradley, who is the chairman of Atlantic Media, Ellenborough dates back to 1659, with the 2012 house dating back to 1928. It had been once owned by a member of the DuPont family. Randolph is watching an episode of The Honeymooners from 1955 when Sack interrupts him. Chaz's mother is watching Betty Boop cartoons when John comes over to talk to him. This is not the only movie where Will Ferrell portrayed a character named Chaz. He plays a Chaz Michael Michaels in Blades of Glory in, 20, in 2007. When Jeremy refers to Gloria as Sybil when she's throwing a tantrum at the wedding, he is referring to Sally Field's breakout dramatic role as the title character in the TV movie Sybil, from 1976, who has 16 different personalities. Wow. When Vince Vaughn is getting yelled at by the bratty kid who wants a balloon bicycle, the kid sitting next to Vince Vaughn is laughing, and you can see him trying to suppress it as the kid walks off with the balloon. Vince Vaughn says the line, time to recharge the batteries. It is also said again in the movie The Internship in 2013, but this time it's said by Owen Wilson. In the movie, they made fake purple hearts available for printing on the official movie website. Following complaints from the U.S. Congress, the producers of the movie pulled the printable purple hearts advertised as a gimmick to pick up women and get free drinks. This movie changed Bradley Cooper's career. Uh, he was hired at his audition, and the director, David Dobkin, recalls um, saying that you never hire you never, ever hire somebody in the room. You always go back and watch the tape. Bradley Cooper is the only person who was an exception. I wouldn't find anyone for that role. And then he came in the room and he was amazing. He was like a thoroughbred. I remember going up to him and saying, dude, you're awesome. You got the part. And it kind of launched his career. Yeah. Isla Fisher used a body double for her nude scene. She told Entertainment Weekly that the film's producers wanted her to do five nude scenes, but she managed to talk them down to the one. She clarified that she thought it was difficult for a woman to be funny once the audience had seen their breasts and thought that her appearance nude would compromise the comedic quality of her performance. The producers disagreed and deemed nudity essential for the plot. She also watched Fatal Attraction and The Hand That Rocks the Cradle before her audition for Gloria. She said it helped her think about how to make someone really psycho and funny and aggressive and sexual, but also make her sweet enough that you still like her and think that she's endearing in some way. Vince Vaughn recommended Justin Long for Todd Cleary role. For the Todd Cleary role. Uh, you know what? There is a similarity. Yeah. When Justin Long auditioned, he played the role with influence from Buffalo Bill from The Silence of the Lambs from 1991. Justin Long initially thought he was cast for the role, but Keir O'Donnell uh, was hired. When Jeremy tells John, you've crashed a million weddings and you've rocked them all. It's a reference to the 
John Bon Jovi song, Wanted Dead or Alive. It contains the similar lyric, I've seen a million faces and I've rocked them all. (laughs) (laughs) When John and Jeremy are at the Cleary's wedding, one of the senators was 2008 Republican presidential nominee John McCain, and the man next to him in the scene who gets a hug from Clary Cleary is Democratic strategist James Carville. The boat Woodwind, featured in the movie as owned by the Cleary family, is an actual boat that's available for rent. It's based out of Annapolis, Maryland. The movie was originally set in Boston and Cape Cod, so the script, they originally wrote it um, to be set in Boston and Cape Cod, but the producer thought it would be too cold to shoot there in March and April, so they moved it to Washington. Hundreds of actresses auditioned before Rachel McAdams read for Claire. This was the first live action movie worked on by John Musker and uh, Ron Clements, as well as the first film they've worked on that was not from Disney. There was a brief talk of a sequel where Vince Vaughn, Owen Wilson, and David Dobkin came up with the idea where John and Jeremy would compete with an ultimate wedding crasher played by Daniel Craig, who is famous for his role as James Bond. Cool. That would be fun. Yeah, yeah best scenes we haven't heard yours yet. okay so my best scene is his is jeremy's conversation with the priest yes we kind of skipped over that we did well we did because i thought i would remember to bring it up as my best scene like at that point but i kind of forgot so that is my best scene it is absolutely hilarious um he just basically professes his love for gloria at that point to the priest who is staying at this vacation cottage, like, or Strange house. Strange that the priest yeah. lives with them. Yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah. But he's so cute. Like, the the priest is just, like, hilarious in this movie. He doesn't say anything. Man. Yeah, no, he doesn't say anything. He just lets, uh, he pour, Vince Vaughn pours him a, a very uh, tall Stiff drink. Stiff drink, yeah. And uh, just tells him all this stuff. But that is actually how we find out that Jeremy was lying about who he is, right? Because he professes it to the priest. That's why the grandma tries to shoot them. But at the same time, Sack is learning from the private eye all of what's happening, kind of. Oh, you you think the priest told the grandma? Yeah, because he points at him. He says, I said that to you in confidence. Yeah, see, I didn't think that. I think it just all happened at once, and Jeremy just assumed that the priest told him. But I don't think the priest actually told him. I think Sack told the family... And the priest got blamed by the Jeremy. Priest, yes, Whoa. yeah, and Interesting. yeah, and then the grandma hurt like was grabbed the, a gun. yeah grabbed a gun and, and went outside. I don't yeah. think the that's just my take. I don't think the priest wow, actually told. Yeah, honorable mentions. I already did my honorable mention, Christopher Walken. Okay, so my honorable mention is the entire family because they are wild, mm. wild. Every single one of them have their has their quirks, and it is absolutely beyond entertaining. Well, there's one of them who does not have a quirk. Claire. No. Oh. The bride. Oh well, we never see her. So I actually, or thought does that she? Because she's a little obsessed with sailing. She's obsessed with sailing, but I thought you were going to bring this up in your quick facts. The bride does not say one single word in this movie. Oh, she doesn't. She does not have a line. Whoa. She glares at times. Yes, she does. She has a good glare. She the, was hired upon the glare. Yeah, the groom has a few lines, but yeah, the bride never actually speaks, which I find very, very comical. Wow. 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 Owen Wilson. Wow. Actually, you know what? Another thing from your quick facts. Mm -hmm. Can you give me your best Christopher Walken fart impression? Because I feel like you'd say like, (laughs) fart. Oh, that's right. Fart. Fart. 
That's good. Like that, right? That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. What should have been? Okay, so I wanted to see that there was a Wedding Crasher Rules Handbook. Oh. I wanted to know more of their rules. Because there is actually a bro code uh, from How I Met Your Mother. Yes, there is. You can get the book. Well, and it's not even that. Like, I don't need, like, the book to be sold to the general public. I just wanted to know, like, just, I found, like, they always just threw random numbers. Oh, number 37, blah, blah, blah. Don't leave a, you know, crasher behind. But I was just like, how many rules are there? I just, like, I want to know more, you know? Would have been cool if we could see into Chaz's bedroom, for mm. example, and there's just, like, oh, I don't a, really know like if I want to see in his bedroom, but, like, if I'm being like, completely honest. Book, you know, yeah, like, home. yes, yes. I don't want to see in his room, though. Well, it would be in his room, Sarah. So if you want to see the book, it's in his room. Behind like glass. Chaz would be the person with <laughs> Bulletproof the... glass. Yeah. Yes, I guess. Overall rewatchability. Okay, so my rewatchability is as follows. Chemistry, five. Storyline, five. Thirst Factor, four. Imagination, five. Soundtrack, 4.5. Cheese, four. For an overall score of 4.6 out of five. 4.6. Is that your highest score yet? Has something scored higher with I... like our new rating system? I honestly, I can't remember. Maybe. I think I might have had a 4.8. So I've got chemistry 4.75. I always forget to do like, I can do the points, you know? I'm doing a 0.75 on this one. This is, that's good. Storyline 5, Thirst Factor 4. Imagination though, 5. Soundtrack 5, Cheese 5. For an overall score of 4.79. Wow. This is a very yes. good movie. It is a very good movie. Extremely good. And I hope we did it justice. Well, you listened this far, so (laughs) if you have any complaints, you can hit us up on Instagram at Romcom Rewind or TikTok. If you're listening to us on Spotify, throw us a follow, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Wish us luck on our wedding. I'm probably rewriting my vows, so, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And this has been the Romcom Rewind of Wedding Crashers. Thanks for listening.